This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review. Uh, now, the rollout of vaccines has become a big deal um, in the world. And uh, in places like Israel, they're already heading at 20% plus of the population being vaccinated. Um, and uh, maybe we can address it on the show, but there was some nonsense about uh, whether they're also responsible for the Palestinians. There's some very lazy journalism out there. Uh, but that's uh, not what we're talking about now. We're talking about how we're going to get right in South Africa because uh, the vaccines are going to come. We have some coming through uh, pretty soon for healthcare workers. We're connected up to the COVAX facility, uh, which will allow us, uh, according to media reports, to get 10% of our our vac- vaccinations, which can go to different parts of the population. Uh, we want to be fully vaccinated by the end of the year, which is already causing questions about how many vaccinations we have to do per day and if it's a target, a realistic target or not. All of these things being discussed right at the moment. Uh, and uh, as ever, these things have to be done through Parliament as well. And uh, and vaccine rollout and development uh, uh, issues in general have to be focused on in Parliament. Uh, so the man who knows all about that is Rob Hutchinson. He's from Tia South Africa. Talks to us every single week about parliamentary matters. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us on the New Blue Review. Good morning, Benji. I trust you and the team are well. Yes, no, no load shedding is good. No load shedding, uh, Rob, as you know. Um, uh, can you tell us what is going on in Parliament when it comes to the discussion around vaccines? Yeah, sure. So Parliament had a, a meeting uh, with the Minister of, of Health on the 7th of January where they discussed the whole approach to the vaccine uh, rollout, the problems associated with that within different communities, uh, the problems around uh, vaccine acquisition, where they, where they should be getting them from, where they can get them from, and a whole lot of, whole lot of other uh, concerning matters which the minister actually did raise. So what they, what they proposed is to roll out the vaccine um, administration. Um, there are various challenges around that. Most obvious is the funding of it. And what they came up with is a sort of phased approach where government and treasury fund some of, some of the vaccine acquisition and rollout programs. Um, civil society gets involved and funds it through the Solidarity Fund. And the interesting one is where they are going to be approaching medical aid administrators and schemes to co-fund it or cross-fund it, as, as they call it. So medic, people who belong to medical aids uh, will be uh, seeing a lot of their contributions going towards people who are not part of the, part of the medical aid and funding funding that in, a, in what they call a, a joint and cohesive and socially uh, acceptable uh, manner of, of funding. Treasury also announced um, this morning that there might be a, t- a special tax applied to that, um, but we haven't seen that discussed yet in, in Parliament. So there, there's some un- uncertainty around that. So those are all the discussions and, uh, you know, something that's been, I think, fairly well trodden uh, in in sort of Parliament in the last, uh, or rather in the media in the last uh, few weeks, uh, the issue of these vaccines and where are they going, etc. Um, but Rob, I mean, you really focus on the issue of commenting. Uh, are they expecting the the, the the populace as a whole to actually comment on these provisions? Are we going to see new laws passed around this? Yes, I think there, there will be. 
um, if we go through the presentation that the, the minister did actually for, for the parliamentary committees, uh, we can see there is going to be a, a public involvement process at all levels. Government needs a strong understanding of the problems facing different communities in different areas. And the government, government just doesn't have access to, to all those, to all those details. They just simply don't have enough feet on the ground. And what they, what they're planning to do here is, uh, roll out for about 40 million people, 40 million people to be vaccinated over the next 12 months. And for that, they need 6,300 full-time vaccinators injecting up to 50 people per day. Each one of those people injecting 50 people per day. So, the public participation process will be to get uh, full, full-time full healthcare workers uh, involved, temporary healthcare workers, training people up. You know, there are so many different different um, unknowns here that the government really, really doesn't know what to do. So that's why they, they've put it into a three-phase approach. And phase one, which they say will be uh, inoculating the healthcare workers first, and there are about 1.2 million of, of them and then phase two will be essential essential workers, uh, con- persons in congregate settings, uh, persons above 60 years old, and persons above 18 with with comorbidities. And then the final stage will be with the rest of the rest of us mere mortals, <laughs> as such. But there again, it's it's all around um, public participation and how government can get to these. What they're also requesting is. Uh, information um, on from different communities on alternative methods. So there's been a lot of talk around uh, ivermectin as as an alternative for the vaccination. Um, however, that is more on the lines of treatment rather than prevention. So there needs to be uh, discussions around that between different sectors of society and approach it in in the best way possible. Remember, they they. Target is between 67 and 70 percent of the population to be inoculated. Um, the question is, uh, what do we do with with the rest? Who gets it first, and and so on. So that will involve more public participation. And of course, a very interesting question around the centralisation of the deployment. Right? I suppose a lot of people have argued that in an emergency situation, you kind of need to have a central um, a central dis- Distributing agency uh, with limited amounts of, of vaccine going to the people who need it first or, 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 or on the front line. But, but the truth is, is like 40 different vaccine companies that are all developing vaccines. So my sense is that in a couple of months, uh, there's just going to be like vaccines everywhere. Uh, and that maybe maybe we won't need the government as much. Yeah, that that poses additional problems. So, what government has, has has proposed is that the SA government will be the sole purchaser of vaccines in the country, and then they'll distribute it through uh, private or um, public partnerships, or simply from from healthcare facilities in state hospitals and clinics and and so on. And they've actually mentioned that they, you'll have to do an appointment system. So you'll have to make an appointment onto a national registry and then at your allocated time go and, and receive your your dosage. And what, what's sort of flown under the radar here is um, what they've proposed is a two-dose vaccine schedule. So when you have so many different vaccines, they need to keep a register of what vaccine you've had because you can't uh, your first dose must match your second dose, so they'll have to be from from the same company. Now, under the COVAX uh, acquisition, they've 
there are nine different vaccine candidates within within the COVAX facility. And then they're also looking at uh, two from from India. There's AstraZeneca and the other one from the Serum Institute of India. So we've got to keep a, a close register of, of who has uh, what vaccine. So if you don't mix and match, there might be uh, unintended consequences there. And that will be monitored through um, what they're proposing as a vaccine card, which is linked to the National Register. So everybody will be tracked and traced. Um, our government will pull this off. I'm not, I'm not quite sure at this stage, um, especially within the given time period of 12 months where they want to reach uh, 67 to 70%. But uh, it's, it's, there's apparently going to be a lot of assistance from, from the private sector as well. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a very interesting time to see how this, this all rolls out and pans out. Talking to Rob Hutchinson today from Dear South Africa, talking to us about the vaccine rollout uh, and the, the parliamentary processes around that. We're in sexual break. We'll be back just after this. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM on the line with Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa. Uh, Rob, what kind of reaction have you been getting to some of your campaigns that happened over December? Oh, some interesting, interesting developments there, especially around um, the land expropriation campaign there. A lot of, lot of interest, which does seem to have slowed down a bit, um, but fantastic responses there. Uh, people concerned about uh, different uh, aspects of the land expropriation, not quite understanding what it what it is or all about, and uh, a lot of interest around the new nuclear build as well, which is uh, just a request for proposals on how to roll out the new nuclear, who's going to procure it, and and so on. A lot of interest around that. Um, also, a lot of misunderstanding of of what it is, uh, and nuclear might might be here. Is this is actually part of the mix and will be installed, and this is just how it should be uh, procured and who should be in control of that. Um, what else have we got? There's the new uh, ID number policy, which is also a rather contentious issue. That's a totally new ID ID system there. I think we briefly chatted about it last week. Um, there's a lot of interest around that, where it's not just a new ID number system, but a total uh, trace and track of of uh, everyone from every South African citizen and visitor to South Africa from birth until till till death, through DNA testing, biometrics, and recording, and so on. And so, as as your as your child gets born, it has a DNA test and a facial print and an ear print, and then five years later, that whole process has to be repeated, and a total track of, of everyone there. And all these systems seem to be um, included and uh, cohesive and joined together, where uh, the new ID system might be linked to the vaccination cards and um, and so on. So, you know, when you're looking at government policy, you've got to sometimes step back and look at the broader picture and join the dots between between everything. So uh, there's a lot going on. Parliament has just opened, so or is about to open. I think they've just opened or just about to open. And we will obviously see a lot of um, re resurgence in calls for comment with new bills being uh, presented, new amendments to existing bills, and, and so on. So 
we're very busy over over the December period. Well, Parliament obviously had to rush out um, their uh, clear clear their schedules from last year, and then we'll start again one, once again this year with a whole lot of new new projects. And I expect them there to be a considerable number of uh, new projects on on the go, especially with so many regulatory changes. And uh, you can check out all of those as ever on the Dear South Africa website. Uh, they have lots of videos and explanatory notes and, of course, the ability for you to comment, uh, which is uh, fantastic. Rob, thank you so much for joining us on the new review. We'll chat to you again next week. Fantastic, Benji. Thank you. Have a fantastic week. Rob Hutchinson there from Dear South Africa, bringing us to the end of the show for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to the whole team who helps put the show together. Senna, who works on the production side of things. Craig, who uh, pushes all the big red buttons. Vizzy, who's on the sound. Uh, DJ Flo, who runs the flow between the Skypes and the, the radio station and uh, all of that side of things. Uh, and thank you to you, dear listener, for listening in. And you listen in next week. got a very special treat for you. We're going to be talking uh, books uh, and Joburg. Uh, and a new book about Johannesburg, or a short story about Johannesburg, which includes uh, a very interesting uh, short story about the Jewish history of Yeovil. So we're going to be talking to journalist Sam Mate, uh, Sowetan journalist, uh, about that next week. All the time we have for today, we'll chat to you again then. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.